happy June, happy National Immigrant Heritage Month. Per. <laughs> My name is Kayway. I'm Candice. And I'm Kashana. And we are the Black Female Immigrants. We birthed this passion project from the group chat archives, and we're sort of sitting here together very closely in <laughs> a journey realized. So how do you all feel about being part of the podcast posse? Happy to be here. Um, I'm excited to see how we grow as time goes by. And I'm looking forward to all the awards we're about to get. <laughs> we gave you the right. Um, you want to talk about our purpose? Sure. So the purpose of this podcast is to talk all things black, female, and immigrant. So all subjects, topics, issues related to that including religion, food, culture, sexuality, all the challenges, the happiness, everything that we deal with, we're going to be discussing on this podcast. Yeah. Um, our hopes for this podcast is to create uh, a safe space for Black female immigrants and all of our allies to have healthy conversations on any and all issues um, or topics related to the black female immigrant, like the experiences that we have, what it's like, um, the cha- any challenges that we face, things like that. Period. So I'll get into, I guess, my story and we can all share. Um, I was born in Senegal, West Africa, and when I was about four years old, I came to America to join my parents, and I was raised in New York. Um, and I grew up in Staten Island, to be exact, Staten Island, New York. No. <laughs> um, and I had to say that out loud for the Brooklynites I'm sitting here with. I always struggled with my identity and finding a true definition of who exactly I am. So I was too American to be Senegalese, and I was too African to be American. And I think I started embracing who I was when I went to college in the Bronx, New York. Struggle life. (laughs) I know, listen. I learned it was okay to be outspoken and dramatic and over the top. And expressing yourself isn't just in one font. And I'm excited to get into our coming to America stories and how we each try to fit in and eventually learn how we each stand out. Awesome. So I'm Candace, and I immigrated to the U.S. when in 1995. Um, I was 12, 13 at the time, and you know I'm a nerd at heart, and that has been from birth. Because when I immigrated to the U.S., I was two years away from graduating from high school, and then my parents sent me here. Um, and it was one of the biggest culture shocks that I've ever experienced, um, coming from a high school in South America, Guyana, where my family's from and entering high school in Brooklyn, New York. Yikes. Um, so I'm one, uh, I'm first generation college grad for my family and we all know what that comes with, expectations, the pressure. All, all of it, the good, the bad, everything that that comes with. Um, yes, of course. 
So we're going to get into all of those things that I'm sure everyone out there can relate to in future episodes. Nice, nice. So for me, I'm going to switch it up a bit. I'm not going to tell you guys, you know, where my family is from and all that. Because I feel like I did that before. And, you know, if you guys are true followers, then you would have seen it on our page. So I'm just going to... That's homework. Yeah, I'm just going to get into how I see myself. So for me, you know, I'm a black queen. I'm a young black queen. Period. You know, I have strong opinions on issues and topics, not just centered around black female immigrant society, but the black community in general. I'm driven, straightforward, but I'm also kind. And I'm learning to love the skin that I'm in and take care of my mind, body, and soul a lot more as um, as the days go by. You know, as the mother of a young black prince um, who one day grow into a strong black king, I feel like I have a lot to do and say if I want him to be able to grow up as and be free, be able to live freely as a black man in America. Well, yeah. Okay, so we're about to get into some icebreakers. I have a couple that I researched. They're not boring. Insert grown here. (laughs) They are not boring (laughs) per instructions. Apparently some people think I'm boring. Um, We didn't say that. First icebreaker, if you could have one do-over in your life, what would you do differently? Hmm. I guess I'll start. I think what I would do differently is go to school on an actual college campus as opposed to commute to school from Staten Island, New York, to the Bronx. I think having that on-campus experience probably would have made a little bit of a different type of impact on me. Um, for me, um, I think I would not be so much of a people pleaser. I would learn, I would try to learn at an earlier age to say no, you know, not let people walk over me. Good answer. Yeah. Um, And for me, I think I would have taken the opportunity that I had way back when to move to California and experience a different type of lifestyle. California? Yes, California. There's a beach. Where the wildfires are? There's a beach. Not the wildfires. Do you not see what's happening outside? There's a beach. You all know I live for a beach. Um, Wildfires. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Go on. But, you know, I've lived in New York and New York area since I immigrated to the U.S. And I haven't really experienced life in another state. So I think that would have been a good thing to experience. Because we're the beasts of the East. Well, I would really like to be a little bit mellow in the West. <laughs> she said. Does it, it doesn't even rhyme. Does not I matter. Kind, my kind is trying to make jokes. It doesn't matter. It's we a different. Type, it's a. It's we a different. But it's a different lifestyle. You know, when you're in New York, it's go 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 go, and you never get a chance to truly relax. It's not a city where you can relax. And in addition to that, with the pressures that come with the expectations of you as an immigrant, as 
a woman as everything in life is black, everything, everything. And in addition to that, you're now under all the pressures of what New York City is. So uh, for me, I always wanted to experience a different side of the United States. Hmm. Not the southern side. I I, I would do the western. But in the words of Jay-Z, if you can make it here, you can make it anywhere. I mean, Jay-Z has millions. He can say anything. I mean, if I had his millions, I could make it here too. Well, just make sure if you move to California, you have room for us. Thank you. Done and done. (laughs) Okay, on to our second icebreaker. Do you ever find there are things about you that people misunderstand? What are they? Hmm. I guess I'll start again. Um, I think when people meet me at at first, it's either they think I'm standoffish or too bubbly and too, like, outgoing, and I may not, like, be witty or smart or anything like that, so... I think that's that's what I would say. Um, I can jump in and go. I I can um answer. So one thing I think people misunderstand about me is they judge me by my exterior, which sometimes people tend to say can be serious. I don't smile a lot. Really? You don't. I do. <laughs> I. Uh, I smile a lot, but Mm -hmm. you can't really go through life with just cheesing, like, at every and everyone on the street. And I think they take that to mean that I'm not a caring person, but once you get to know me, then you know I have a big heart. You do. Spoken like a true Brooklynite. I'll I'll give you that. Imagine Um, walking around Brooklyn smiling at everyone. Yeah, no, not happening. (laughs) No, thank you. Um, for me... I don't even know if I want to say it's a misunderstanding. I just think people just... So people tend to say that I'm self-centered. Or... Yeah. People say that I'm self-centered, and I don't really see it that way. As she flips her hair. (laughs) I don't really see it that way. I'm just all about me. Um, That's a definition (laughs) of self-centered. Literally. No, I mean... I don't even know how to explain it. But Candace says it better than I... She says it better than I can. So go ahead, Candace. <laughs> Answer for her. <laughs> your, your self... You center yourself. Maybe that's a different way of putting it. It's not self-centered. It's centering yourself. So you take care of you first. And then you take care of others around But you. isn't that how it's supposed to be? Because how can I take care of others around me if I'm not good? Fair point, well made. They said you have to fill your own cup first. Yeah. You have if to I'm fill your good, own cup then first. I can't take care of others around me to the best of my ability, now can I? Mm. Candace? I am not. <laughs> I am not arguing with that, so good point. Fair point. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so last and final icebreaker. Would you rather find your soulmate mm. or a mm. billion dollars? However, you can oh. never find your soulmate. There's no qualifications. It's either you get a billion dollars or you find your soulmate. I'm going with the billion. I want the soulmate who is a billionaire. I just mm. said. They're, no, well, like, that's too bad. I'm going with the billion because, <laughs> I mean, you know how many things I could do with that? 
I can build generational she, wealth. She says she I can, can build her soulmate. That. You can buy your you soulmate. Know, I'm saying. Because money, people like to say money can't buy you everything, but I really feel that it can. I really do think that we're onto something. I think money can buy you happiness, and they just don't want us to know. Exactly. I feel like it can, because when you got money, you're happy, aren't you? Are you? It might not be real. I would like someone to let there. me hold a million dollars and then I'll respond. Exactly. Like, I, need to, I need to experience it first. Yeah. No money, money comes with its own problems. But then again, people who have money are the ones who says that. So exactly. we don't really know. So we don't you know, really right? know. Maybe they just don't want us to join the money team. Trying to scare mm. us away. I'm going to go with the billion. Me too. Because I, I personally feel that anybody that I'm with should want me to take the billion. Exactly, like, That's how I know you're my soulmate. I'm saying. So I'm yeah. still going to stick with my answer. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to go with the soulmate, and if you guys get your billions, you can give me a couple hundred million, and then we'll be even. That's cool. I mean, I love love and all, but... <laughs> love. Money. Money. You know, I got love... That's not paying the bills. You got love for money. That's not pushing me. That's not... What is love doing for me? (laughs) Money is going to pay my bills. I can be on as many vacations as I want. And Mm -hmm. most importantly, because I am a mother, money gives me the opportunity to build generational wealth. Okay. For my future generations. I can multiply that in more ways than one. You can't multiply a soulmate. I think I exactly. think Kashana thought about this before. I think so. <laughs> we haven't. It's just I don't know. It's a no brainer for her. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so that's our last icebreaker for today. <laughs> it's not I thought that bad. I thought it was gonna be are you gonna be Batman or Superman? We're deep on BFI. It's Candace. It's Candace. You're right. What do you expect? Exactly. We are deep. Okay. Thank you, (laughs) ma'am. All right. So that brings us to the end of our very first podcast episode. We are officially the podcast posse over here. Black female immigrants. Follow us on all of our handles. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We're also on Twitter. Twitter. We got it all going on, so reach out to us, comment, subscribe. Oh, just like the YouTube girlies. <laughs> so on Instagram, um, we are at BFI Podcast. Same on Twitter, and then on Facebook, we are BFI Podcast as well. So we look forward to hearing from all of you with your opinions and your thoughts. We can't wait. And remember, your skin is beautiful and your voice is powerful. Happy Juneteenth. Happy Juneteenth, everyone. See you on our next episode. Bye. Bye.